0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, uh, Jaylen Nye. I, uh-huh. I-, I just want to uh, say thank you to our listeners for the last 40 minutes of radio that we just did because it was good conversation. It was respectful. Um, it was informative. And I'm speaking of our callers and not us. Uh, It's it's good to talk politics. It feels good to talk politics in a reasonable fashion, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't. Certainly not these days. I'm
0: glad we were able to uh, do it. Uh, A couple of things I wanted to bring to people's attention. You've heard it on our news today, uh, but a Calgary man facing charges Mm. in the death of his dog, a black lab, um, now, the deal is the Humane Society in Calgary were contacted on Wednesday, but they feel that the dog might have been locked in the car on Sunday. So that's not to say that the dog didn't die until Wednesday. Likely what happened is the dog died on Sunday and was not discovered until somebody <laughs> found it on Wednesday. But, you know, we say it again and again. You you can't lock in any weather a living creature in your car. You you just you can't do it. And I know... That oftentimes, when these stories come up, that people talk about the consequences of, you know, a fine. In this case, uh, the individual could face a twenty thousand dollar fine, a lifetime ban on owning animals. There's the damage that could happen to your car. But aside from all of that, I assume you love your pet.
1: Well, in this you don't case, kill it. well, in this case, I would assume that he didn't or Maybe, didn't care you know, about the dog at all. So,
0: imagine killing. Your, your dog, kid, your, or your kid. Yeah, I mean, just imagine.
1: I'm gonna lock my kid or my dog in mm-hmm. a car and let it sweatbox for until it dies. And
0: know, you know, that yeah. you caused its final moments to be horrendous, absolutely horrific. Yeah. So, aside from fines,
1: aside from fines, that lifetime ban,
0: absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, another story that I saw you brought to my attention today was this video that's been viewed what a million times from ottawa (laughs) it's it's very interesting and and for me kind of timely because i had a similar incident just a couple of days ago over the weekend the what it is is there's somebody who's got a dash cam that apparently they were just testing to see how it worked and they were driving down a street in ottawa when they they saw a cyclist uh, go, running a red light. Mm-hmm. So they came to a stop. They honked their horn to try and warn the car to their right that somebody was crossing. He didn't know what the honk Didn't meant. see it or whatever. The guy it, right. came
1: right out of the and left-hand side. just hand nailed the guy. Cyclist.
0: Just nailed it. His bike flies across the intersection. He flies across the Amazingly
1: intersection. Amazingly, only had a bit of a, a hip injury. A hip He's bruise, okay.
0: Right. He's going to be okay. He Now, the cyclist has been charged with failing to yield uh-huh. for a red light. Um... I looked at the video several times to try and see if the cyclist was crossing road to road or he was coming off the sidewalk, but just the other day, and it, it's quite something to see. If, you, if you're if you a cyclist, watch the video and know how far you can mm-hmm. fly if a car hits you, even at slow speeds. But for me, the other day, just going home uh, to Twilliger and um, heading down, um, not Haddo, but whatever that major road is, I can never remember. I think it's Twilliger Town Road or something, or just Town Road. Somebody crossed on a pedestrian crosswalk, but they did it on a bike. Mm-hmm. So they're biking along the sidewalk. I saw them. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving along on the right-hand side, it's divided, right? They're on the left, so there's they're quite a distance from me, but they're just motoring it down the sidewalk, which I guess is fine. But then they turn right and, and cross mm-hmm. right in front of me, and I... Screeched to a stop and I came real close to hitting them and the guy flips me the bird like I've I'm not driving with due diligence you the the law is but let's not I'm not going to hold you to the law but the law is if you want to use a pedestrian crosswalk with a bicycle you need to dismount and walk the bike across you need to become a pedestrian if you stay on the bike you're a motorist so imagine that if instead of that bike it was a jeep you can't just suddenly cross the road against traffic in a car or a Jeep, right? You can't do it on a bike either. And the problem is, and I say, I won't hold you to the law because I'm not concerned that you did something that was illegal. What I'm concerned is I don't have time to react. I'm lucky that I had enough in Mm -hmm. this particular case, but I'm not expecting a vehicle to come flying across in front of me from a sidewalk. Right? So at the very least, if you're going to stay on your bike, and certainly I've done it. I bike with Hunter. Mm -hmm. We come to certain streets and you look left, you look look. right, and and you continue Mm -hmm. biking, right? Because you don't want to stop. But if there's traffic on the road... What, gives you, what makes you think you have well, the right of way?
1: Here's the thing, you know, this was a part of this story that ticked me off. One of these, um, she's uh, the executive director for Canada Bikes, mm-hmm. her name is Judy Varga Toth, and, and this group is a national not-for-profit that works with cycling organizations, acts as a voice for cyclists. She said, quote, um, it's another example of infrastructure not being suitable and the need for education for all road users. Well, no. I know. I lost no, sorry. It. When I when I got to that point, I was like, "What are you talking about?" This person on the bicycle blew through the light, right. crossed in front of right. moving traffic. That lies solely on that cyclist. I
0: know. I lost my mind when I read that because, and I I hate black and white politics. I hate. Oh, we need to both
1: slow down and avoid distractions. How about you follow the rules?
0: What more infrastructure would you need in Ottawa when you have uh, a completely constructed intersection you have pedestrian crosswalks and you have lights to control both the pedestrian crosswalks and the vehicular traffic what infrastructure is missing there's nothing missing no. what's missing is common sense you're not sense. following the rules yeah common sense in the cyclist is missing they just blew through a red light and got
1: hit and lucky that lucky that he's walking away with his life absolutely it just, so that just it, yeah. that just right ticked me off. Yeah, it, and to be listen, I don't want to
0: start dumping on cyclists again because I cycle too. But it's like when I say, I, I told you, you know, when I was teaching Hunter to drive and we're driving down a street the day before his test. So we're, and I'm taking the route. I believe the tester is going to take him on because I want him to be completely familiar with the route and the signage and the school zones and playground and everything else. And there's two cyclists in tandem just cycling along, we can't pass them, because they're blocking the entire lane, they're next to each other, and they're doing like 10 or 15 kilometers an hour, and Hunter said, I don't know what to do, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I I would know what to do if well, I if wasn't riding my te- or driving yeah. my test,
1: you know, and if it's a solid line, then that's it true. was so a solid it was line. Solid, so what do you do if it's a, a dotted line? Okay, then I'll move around and yeah. get into it. But if it's a solid line, and
0: I don't want to judge all cyclists by this guy in Ottawa or these two in Edmonton, uh, there's a lot
1: around. But there, you see and there's a, lot. a lot of you, you see a lot of idiot drivers, drivers too. Sure,
0: and that's the thing. If I was completely unprotected on the back of a bicycle, I would go into cycling, and and I do, assuming. That I'm going to come across at least one idiot, mm-hmm. one motorist who's not going to stop even though there's a flashing signal, even if I'm walking my bike across. And and I, and it goes back to those rules you were taught in elementary school, that when you go to cross in front of traffic, whether the lights are with you or not, that you make eye contact with the driver and make sure that he's making eye contact mm-hmm. with you so that you see one another. And in that Ottawa case, the eye contact was not made. Oh, no, hey, he, this just, guy just, he blew just blew through. right across. Right. And got nailed. And like you say, how he walked away with nothing but a
1: bruise. I just did a flip and pretty land, pretty much landed on his Oh Yeah. He flew. That bike, I that's scary to see. It's yeah. really scary to it, see. You gotta
0: see this video, folks. Just Google Ottawa Cyclist or you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. you'll find it. But that bike, that bike flies like a toy. Mm-hmm. It it goes it gets great air, it goes right across the intersection and hits a pole. It's like I say. It's just amazing. No one was killed. So
1: that's that. We'll get that off for Chester. Let's uh, let's take a break. Sure. Let's take a break. It's three fifteen. Some calls coming in. We'll see what they want to talk about after this. Okay. Talking about this video, if you haven't seen, it's been uh, shared over a million times or watched over a million times. It happened in in Ottawa recently. This fellow uh, and his girlfriend were heading for lunch. They were just trying out their new, what do you call it, dash, dash cam. cam. Yep. And as they were coming up to an intersection, and they saw out of the corner of their eyes, out of the left-hand side, a cyclist just darting in front of them, blew through, blew through the light, yep. uh, didn't follow the rules. The guy with the dash cam stopped, tried to honk his horn to get the guy beside him to stop. That guy didn't stop, nailed the cyclist. The cyclist went flipping through the air. The bike goes flying. Yep. Amazingly, the cyclist walked away from this. The cyclist has been charged. Uh, we're taking exception with some of the uh, the comments made from this cycling advocacy mm-hmm. group saying, oh, it just proves that, you know, better better C- need for infrastructure, need infrastructure and whatnot. Yep. Um, yeah, come on. No, the guy needs to follow the rules. And your comments coming in at 630-630. Wade's decided to give us a call at four nine six zero zero six three. 63 Wade, what do you want to say?
2: Well, I just want to talk about a lot of bikers that are out there that, you know, they didn't uh, maybe grow up so much in the 70s and 80s where you took a, a course called Pedal Pushers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know if anybody remembers that or not. We do, yeah. Um, you know, that was an important course. You know, you ride down, I can ride down any street here, and most of us from the 70s and 80s that like, took those courses understand what, what's going to be happening and what you should be doing at, at, at certain times. It, a lot of those things are, are, are all on the, the person riding the bike. It's no different than pedestrians when they're walking across the street. When the little hand goes up to say stop walking, it means stop walking. There's a 3,000 pound car somewhere around the road.
0: It is funny when you think about it that way, right? Like a pedestrian would never run across the street, you wouldn't think, with a do not walk sign and traffic in front of them, but a cyclist thinks he can beat the traffic?
1: Well, th- yeah, I think pedestrians do that too. Yeah, but you've got, you've got many uh,
2: pedestrians out there, the, the little hands up, and they're still crossing the street, yeah, and it's... people are trying, and you know and then you've got our, but... you know, our lovely police force, which I know they do a wonderful job, but you know, there's a lot of fines that are for real safety things, that they're not doing. So just my opinion.
1: Wade, thanks for the phone yeah, call. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. And then you have then you have cars that are running running red lights that are, you know, blowing through it at the last minute. It goes all the way. Yeah. It goes all the way around. It does.
0: I sometimes wonder if those guys who don't know how their turn signals work are actually driving to get home and jump on their bikes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is it the same guys? <laughs> or, you know, for that matter, since let, let me add a little more fuel to the fire, how many times have I seen families out biking, Oh, you know, and they're, they're not watching their kids, they're biking beside each other. It terrifies they're, me. It does me as well. And I, I don't know why I'm more worried for your child than you are. And I I love to see when parents bring, a, and I did it with my kids too, but bring a group to an intersection, everybody Mm -hmm. dismounts, they walk, you know, they wait, they walk across, you go, good. You probably just saved your kid's life for 10 years down the road.
1: But how do we, all the way around? Because we're going to sit here and we're going to Mm -hmm. crab about the the cyclists. Um, The cyclists are going to crab about the drivers. The pedestrians are going to crab about both of us. Mm -hmm. What do we do? And uh, I or, or or can we ever do anything that we can? Can we all get along? I'm not sure.
0: Slots in the road. <laughs> we need to just like those old uh, cars the kids used to race all the time. Myself included. Those kids. We need to equip cars with a great big rod that fits into a slot <laughs> in the road. <laughs> it just will turn properly. Mm. The signal will come on. It will it will see that there's cyclists in front of us. Uh, yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because for me because I know cyclists feel like they're getting picked on all the time all the time and They're getting picked on because of the minority of cyclists who don't Uh do it right. And it's hard to just say that the problem rests solely with the cyclist because this guy who hits the bike in Ottawa, he also seems to be exceeding the speed limit. And he, uh, while he had a green light... You don't know that, though. It looked to me like he was, but I mean, I don't know that for sure. But I do know this, that if I'm driving in the right lane and somebody in the left lane who has a green light suddenly puts their brakes on, a red flag should go off in my head that he's braking for something. Right. So again, I'm not blaming the driver who hit him because he hit a a vehicle that shouldn't have been in the intersection. But it feels like, aside from the rules and the training we receive or don't receive in driver ed, uh, there's a certain common sense to driving as well. And and as I say, if you're driving in the right-hand lane and the person left with a green light suddenly brakes hard, doesn't that tell you what's up there, what's going on? Yeah,
1: but then your reaction time... Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't so try and break. On. And I'm
0: not, as I say, not blaming him. He just blows he by could the guy in the looking him.
1: over here. Maybe someone looked. He looked over yeah. here for half a second. You, you just don't yeah. know that.
0: No, I don't know that. It just it seems to me though that it doesn't really matter if we're pointing the. I I don't want to point the finger at cyclists specifically or at motorists well, in this, specifically. In this
1: case, we can point. Yeah, I'm saying the that everybody's driving
0: without due care and control. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I'm so, and to be honest with you I'm shocked there isn't more of these. And
1: pedestrians are 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 walking yeah, absolutely. as well. Yeah, Walking straight into Face traffic. Face down into yep. their
0: phone. Yeah. It's like we've become this massively distracted mm-hmm. society. And well, again, we
1: know, have, we well, we, have. Not, we have.
0: Yeah. That's how many times simple. how many times in your driving history from the first 10 years of the time that you had your license compare that to the last 10 or even 10 months. How many times were you at an intersection where you had to honk the horn to tell the guy in front of you mm-hmm. that the light was oh, green? On a regular basis. Sure. In your first ten years, it was unusual. You'd be like, "Hey, that guy doesn't. Why is that guy? You know." Mm-hmm. It was. Now it's. Oh well, it's gonna happen every day, down, right? doing Whatever. Yep. Yeah. See it all the time, and so what's the answer? Police write more tickets, or the police have enough free time? Do, yeah, on Yeah. Well, and that's
1: it. Do, yeah. we, do we have enough out there to do to do that?
0: Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I, as I say, I'm surprised there isn't more of these incidents happening.
1: Yeah. Besides all the cool footage, footage we get from dash cams, can you tell me why so many people have them now? Be, to protect yourself Why case you in an accident. Yeah,
0: I, I have one. I don't use it all the time, but I put it on the dash when I'm on the highway. And I do it for that reason. Uh, whether I hit wildlife or have an accident or whatever, it mm-hmm. it provides great credible proof of what actually happened. And if you've ever tried to do an insurance claim where you know they start to question mm-hmm. right away, well, what was your speed? And was your seatbelt on? And what lane were you in? And what were the road conditions? And with each question, you wonder if they're looking for that one wrong answer. That's going to let them off the hook for paying the bill. Mm-hmm. So I installed it for that reason. I yeah. installed it after I hit the moose.
1: Yeah, I like it uh, in uh, taxis or in oh, uh, Ubers or a top car, yeah. whenever it is. I, I I actually really like it when um, the vehicle for hire that I'm in has mm-hmm. has one. I think um, all the way around, it's um, it's it's good for protection for for the for the driver and for for the passenger. Absolutely. Um, and if you've ever gone through <laughs> dealing with any of that, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, hi, it's Dan. Cyclists don't pay insurance, road tax license, so, as far as I'm concerned, they have no business on the road. I've had them challenge me in my 160,000 pound semi by straddling the white line. Now, who's going to win that? Go to Cycle Friendly Devon. To watch the Einsteins on two wheels who blow the stop signs regularly with no consequences. Do you
0: know who we haven't thrown under the bus yet today? But I'll add them to Ah. the mix. Driving down to Calgary on Saturday, I said that there was a lot of people in the left-hand lane. Two motorcyclists, uh, tandem, Mm side-by-side, doing 90 in the left-hand lane.
1: You're not supposed to do tandem. You're supposed to do stagger. You're supposed to do stagger. Yeah. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. What's on your mind? Well, you know, ever since,
2: it seems to me that everything with the advent of photo radar, and and I'm not blaming photo radar for everything, but it just seems that we don't see the same boots on the ground looking for distraction. We just don't seem to see it because photo radar seems to take over, you know? I mean, you see them doing check stops, right? But when was the last time you saw them pull somebody over for doing something bonehead
1: on the road? I, well, I, I, I know I'm where going to suggest from. that we don't have the budget, the police right. budget
0: to do that. I know where you're coming from. Photo radar, it, you feel like, well, they're relying on the technology to collect the money as opposed to teach the lesson, right? Because back in our day, if you made an illegal left and realized there was a cop right there, you were like, ah, here we go, right? Well,
2: yeah. I mean, I, mean, I saw a lady a couple weeks ago, and I kid you not, driving, putting makeup on, lipstick with a coffee in her right hand. I don't know what she was steering with. <laughs>
1: driving down the road well one of the other things you have to remember too is all the undercover vehicles that are out there we don't necessarily see the sure. cruisers anymore and i know on the white mud and on the Henday there's a lot of them about uh, well, I, yeah, I
2: suppose. see yeah.
0: i wonder if you know what just taking what you've said and taking it an extra step i wonder if there's a lot of people who think they are good drivers because they haven't gotten tickets and that's not the reason they haven't gotten tickets there's perhaps they should have gotten a ticket. So a lot of people say, well, I haven't had a speeding ticket in 10 years. So does that mean you've driven safely for 10 years? <laughs> no. Or does yeah, that mean okay. you just didn't get caught in 10 years?
2: Well, you know, Andrew, you made the comment about back in our day. And it's so true. It's becoming a generational thing. I think the <laughs> good lady mentioned it too. I mean, I mean, you're seeing more and more of that distraction today everywhere, whether it's vehicles or bicycles or mm-hmm. walking yeah. or whatever. People just aren't paying attention to anything around them. No, just put
0: it in their hand. Yeah. You know? Yep, absolutely. Thanks,
1: Jim. Appreciate it. How about this text from Dave? He says, I'm an avid cyclist. I drive all day for my job. I pay road taxes. I can't stand ignorant comments.
0: Yeah, I don't know that it's ignorant, but it's sort of um, the what it is is. It goes
1: back to the licensing and it goes back to
0: insurance and liability. Right. So I don't think people are saying, well, listen, you shouldn't be on the road because you didn't pay taxes to build those roads. Yeah, we get it. Every citizen pays taxes one way or another and, and contributed to those roads. But what happens when there's an accident? Who's where's the liability insurance? You don't have it. Right. So I'm on the hook if I hit you. If I and in this case, by the way, it took a while to charge the guy because they couldn't find him. So he didn't stick around and fill out a report. He it took three days to identify who he was.
1: Uh, three twenty-seven. Thanks for joining us on the six thirty Chad afternoon news. A uh, quick break here for the three thirty newscast with Kirby Bourne. We'll continue the conversation after that.
0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.